Hey guys, I'm Jacinta Robinson and welcome to the Fearless Podcast, where I interview athletes who have achieved incredible things. Today's guest represented Australia in the Commonwealth Games over in Scotland for hockey. She now wins numerous races around the world, like the Red Bull 400. She is a dear friend of mine, and I'd love to welcome Meg Reeves. So, Megzi, you've just come back from the Great Pyramid race in Cairns, and it's 12 kilometers up and down the mountain. You were eighth overall behind the man, and you were 13 minutes in front of the lady that came second. You won the event. Congratulations. Thanks, Jacinta. How, how do you go about going into a race like this and having no, no idea on um, what you're in for? Because you haven't done it before, hey? No, I haven't. And um, ever since we moved to Queensland about a year ago, I'd heard a lot of people rave about the Great Pyramid Race in Gordon Vale. And um, I thought, oh, I'd love to give that a crack. But I much prefer going into an, an event not really knowing what I'm in for. I mean, most people are the opposite. They like to be prepared. They like to know all about the terrain yeah. um, so that they can plan and sort of be strategic during the race but I just prefer um going in blind because I I get really excited and I just go hard <laughs> and then I was halfway up the mountain I thought wow like now I know what I'm in for but it's too late to you know pull back or to pull out of the race so I just yeah. sort of um keep trying to go hard and and then if I go back again next year I won't be as excited because I know um know what I'm in for now yes yeah. <laughs> you might hold back on the steam a little bit yes for sure yeah, yeah. right that's yeah. crazy and and um, how, that would be incredible, like the view. Is it all across Cairns or how does it? Um, it no, um, I got a view about three quarters of the way up. I looked yeah. out to the left and it was beautiful all over the sugarcane farms, like really green. Yeah. Um, and I love that view and I always try and look for the view. A lot of the athletes, they won't take in any view because it's sort of, um, I guess it takes you out of the zone and it can distract you and you can trip. But yeah. for me, that's, um, that's one of my rewards for working so hard and climbing up so high is to get the view but when we actually reached the summit we were in a cloud so unfortunately we didn't have didn't have a view oh but beautiful yeah yeah and is the terrain like is it like dry because Kansas is a lot drier than Brazil um, or was it oh actually they've got a bit of um yeah they like have quite hu- a lot of yeah humidity mm. their, their rainfall is quite um substantial so it was it was really varied terrain um it was very rocky then yeah. there were sort of um like dry patches where it was quite um slippery in parts and then there was a bit of jungle with vines so it was really varied most races um just tend to vary between one or two terrains but this yeah. particular race had a bit of everything oh that's yeah. awesome yeah i was reading up about it and it said like you get disqualified if you don't have a hydration pack you do yeah because actually the race originally used to be start uh, run at um 2 p.m in the afternoon oh my God. and um it's you know it's it's warm and last year i think it was last year or the year before quite a few athletes had to be heli off the mountain wow. yeah so it's quite grueling um in nature and then you add the you know the weather because mm, um, it'd be like hot it's hot it's muggy yeah. yeah so yeah you have to carry hydration and you actually have to wear um the race singlet as well I've never competed in an event where you get disqualified if you don't wear the race singlet oh, so really in your um race pack mm. that they give you before the race you have to wear um the bib which is great it kind of adds that um like sense of sort of um camaraderie amongst all the competitors yeah and it looks lovely like there was this year the bibs were blue so it was sort of like a sea of blue 
blue, you know. <laughs> Racing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. So yeah. how long did it take you from the ground right yeah. up to the top? How long? Uh, and I, back down. Uh, so from the ground to the summit took me about an hour. Yeah. And then I think I finished in about an hour and 40 or an hour and 41. And coming down, do you yeah. find that? Uh, like as hard as going up or do you feel like coming down um it's a lot easier or um I wouldn't say it's a lot easier but going Mm. up you're essentially redlining the whole way and when I say redlining I mean like what does that mean your heart rate is um is pretty much max yeah yeah um it's just unrelenting because um the incline never stops you don't have any sort of periods of flatness halfway up to you know like to lower your heart rate so the yeah. whole way um your legs are screaming out to stop and your lungs are screaming out to stop but it's yeah. really just your mind that um takes over and will enable you to continue um climbing it at pace yeah. and then um the descent it's not easy because mm. it's very it's quite technical so you have to um try and maintain concentration so that you don't lose any footing because a lot of people tend to have um I'm a um, um, I always have tumbles just because yeah. I, I try and look for the view and I just get a bit distracted and yeah. um, have other thoughts. And so, yeah, I do lose my footing. Um, but the hardest part of this particular race was the um, the flat from the base to mm. the finish line, which was it was just over 3K, but your yeah. your quads are absolutely shattered <laughs> because you have the buildup of lactic acid oh, yeah. and then um, braking because it's quite steep. So your, your quads are braking for the whole descent and yeah. then they're shattered. And and like 3Ks isn't that far, but it was just – I found it a really tough 3Ks. It was sort of like the never-ending sort of death march yeah. <laughs> to get to the finish line. Yeah. But having said that, the whole community, uh, they're out the front of their homes. There's people Aww. like lining the streets and that was – pretty much the only thing I think that got me to the finish line because yeah. the community spirit was just so um inspiring and so um infectious you yeah. know you sort of rub off on each other so yeah yeah and yeah. so like you're saying you're going up the mountain your legs are screaming your heart's screaming but the mind takes over what are you actually saying like what's happening in that in oh, what's mind? happening in my mind um and what do you say to yourself well see I love listening to music and I have all like the cheesy um songs when I run <laughs> you know like um ain't nothing gonna break my stride or yeah. ain't no mountain high enough you know all those like classics that um I just find yeah I find they really distract me and when you have your earphones in you can't hear your labored breathing so that sort of um helps me but in a lot of events you're not allowed to race with um music which is fair enough because it's a um I guess it's a safety hazard because Mm. you can't hear um instructions from marshals or other competitors Mm. um so I find it hard um not having the beats you know pumping in my (laughs) ears so I either sing like one line of a song just over and over or I say to myself the faster you go up like the sooner you'll get to the top yeah um and yeah I I love chatting to the other competitors um while you're racing yeah (laughs) yeah I do um do you see them ahead and you're like I'm gonna catch him oh um Oh, sometimes I do. Yeah. yeah, sometimes it just gives me a little goal, something to focus on. Like you can just yeah. look at their sneakers and um, just focus on their sneakers and it's just something that will distract me from the pain that my body's experiencing. But yeah, um, yeah like I don't um, I do not do any sort of like self-talk as such. Like, um, yeah, I think I must do it indirectly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, Megzi, you are a mother of two young, beautiful boys. I am, and you're yeah. studying to be a doctor. Yeah. How do you manage to do all of this plus training? Oh, um, 
I think I'm just one of those crazy people. I love love being busy. I love yeah. sort of um, trying to suck the most out of every day. Yeah. And um, I feel that the busier I am, the better I function. Yeah. Um, but I, having said that, I still love balance and I really value balance in my life. And the older that um, I am, the more I realize how important balance is. So I used to burn the candle at both ends and, you know, go to bed at 1am and then wake up at 4am and go for a run. Yeah. And I could do that. Like I could sustain that for months and months, but yeah. then after a few months I'd get so sick. My mm. body would just, um, like Shut one down. year I got yeah meningitis, which someone of our age, you know, shouldn't get. Yeah. Um, but I, it was just my body telling me, I think that, you know, you're pushing it too hard. You need to sort of pull back. So now I'm yeah. much more mindful of sleep and especially now because I'm studying, um, I really really try and get um, more sleep just because mm-hmm. my brain functions better and I can um, study more efficiently mm-hmm. um, and just for my general well-being and yeah. immune system. But, you know, I love I love being busy yeah. and I think in life you never um, – you just um, – unless you, you give things a crack, you never really know what you'll miss out on. So I'm yeah. one of those people that tend to launch into a lot of different things um, mm. just for the fear of – missing out or yeah yeah. so how did you find pulling back a little bit like mentally um yeah it it was hard but now I'm so glad that I've I've learned that lesson like it's Mm. taken me I'm 35 now so it's taken me a lot of years but I think you know for for my future I think it will stand me in good stead I'm glad I've I've learned the lesson even if it has taken me this long Yeah. I feel, yeah, like what you're just saying, like when you do take a little bit back, you actually perform better. Like you can give more. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Mm. And I just, yeah, as I said before, when you burn the candle at both ends, mm. um, you you feel at the time that you're being super productive because you're jamming so much into each day, but then mm. you just have these really abrupt reminders, you know, yeah. kind of like slaps in the face that yeah. um, that tell you, no, like that sort of lifestyle doesn't really work. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And do you find nutrition plays a big play, like place in that or? Um, oh, I wish it did for me. I, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I'm really interested in nutrition, but, yeah. um, and I try and embark on, um, eating cleanly. Yeah. So I was, um, one of my, um, best friends, um, has MS and, yeah. um, one of the treatments for MS is the, um, fecal, um, FMT, fecal microbiota transplant, where someone that um, has like a healthy gut microbiome can yeah. donate their poo and it can be um, implanted in someone that okay. who's – Yeah. Ah. So um, so that was and sort what of, does that do? Just it, it, it's, I th- think it just – like the, the healthy poo um, basically kind of recolonizes um, the person that, you're, that has received the transplant yeah. and it recolonizes their um, – like gut microbiome yeah and it's not it's not sort of an alternate therapy or um something that's just been sort of discovered in the last few years it's it's heavily science backed and um there's a gastroenterologist in melbourne that has performed a lot of successful fmts um, particularly for people with ms yeah yeah so anyway so um that was going to happen last year so i i started to eat super cleanly (laughs) you know because to have like a really healthy um um biota you know you, you sort of have to avoid certain things like antibiotics mm. and um, mm. processed foods and I think prawns anyway so I started eating really cleanly but then when my friend um, um, her other treatment pathway worked so that I didn't have to um, give her my or try and give her my poo then yeah oh, so then I stopped <laughs> So then, um, yeah, so, but I, I think nutrition plays a huge role and um, I'm very interested in it but I'm, I need to sort of 
work on my nutrition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think you're lacking? Um, I think I I would love to eat cleanly all the time. Yeah. I think. What does cleanly mean? Oh, everyone listening. Oh, just um, basically food in its sort of raw form. So. Okay. When when I make like a stir fry, I use like a jar of stir fry sauce or mm. just um, for me that's convenient and mm-hmm. sort of processed foods. Our family, we do a lot of travel and we'll just sort of eat on the run and just grab, you know, whatever's convenient. Yeah. Um, but if I um, was more invested in, in nutrition, I think I would have um, had things um, pre-planned and, yeah, just – eaten um, much more sort of um, raw forms like fruit and vegetables um, and, yeah, not things essentially out of packets. Yeah. yeah that are sort of my go-to foods, I guess. When, yeah. Well, I think um, the way the world is becoming, it's there's more of these options available. So, oh, definitely. And people are busy like you yeah. are yourself. So, um, yeah, there's great food companies that can um, – but when you're travelling, that makes it hard like because you don't – you go into an area that you have no idea – you're like oh my god what do I eat that yeah so you tend to just eat what what you've always eaten that mm. sort of yeah but I I feel yeah I think I think I'm healthy like overall I feel like I'm a really healthy person but I I do believe that um there's so much research out there now that you know inflammation in the gut can lead to inflammation in the brain and a lot of psychiatrists um uh you know prescribing sort of clean diets for mm. their patients who have um, mental health conditions and I think like that's that's huge isn't it you know that um like exercise and diet are sort of being placed on the same level as the medication that these doctors are prescribing so Mm. it goes to show that yeah um it can really have a significant impact on well-being yeah i agree that's crazy i love reading all these tests like it's it's um phenomenal what they're finding out that's right and the, the thing is that with um diet and exercise there aren't essentially any side effects whereas with medication there will be, or more often than not, there will be side effects. But yeah. um, exercise, the side effect will be, you know, muscle fatigue yeah. or soreness. But that's yeah. a sign, you know, that's a positive sign. Yeah, and you get um, stronger and better. and Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm. And I think the nutrition complements that. So um, it all is a great thing, really, at the end of the day. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So, Megzi, <laughs> yeah, you are an extreme athlete. I um, I've noticed that you had nine wins in the last three years, man. That's crazy. Like with all your mountain events. Tell me about the physical and mental prep before an event. Like, do you train heavily or do you um, do you get like a crazy nutrition and go, okay, just before the night, I'm going to have this and this or yeah. tell me about the lead up. Um, the lead up, I guess um, I'd love to train super hard, but with like, um, obviously family life is my number one priority. So um, I, I tend to train about three or four times a week. And when I train, um, I love it and I make the most of the time. Um, so I, yeah, I, I guess I try and train on terrain that's similar to the race that's coming up. So mm-hmm. um, if I'm, um, I love like mountain running, as you said, anything that's steep. So yeah. I love training on that sort of terrain. So I try and find some um, steep hills where I can. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't really, um, I'm not someone that gets sort of super nervous. Um, like I don't have any um, ex- like interesting rituals, I guess. Yeah. Um, I do try and eat. Um, I used to try and eat if, if it was an early morning race, I'd yeah. try and eat a massive dinner the night before. But I think that's all being dis 
disproven now and it's actually like the breakfast and the lunch of the day before that's actually far more important because oh, really? yeah if you have a um a big dinner when you when you actually start on the start line the next morning your body's still processing digesting yeah yeah right yeah so um yeah so I've I've shifted that a little bit um Would you say have a lighter meal yeah yeah like a um pumpkin soup and a bit of bread yeah, and right. then if, if I'm doing an event, like I always try and have a goo before. I don't know if that's just a psychological thing, but yeah. I do feel like it. What's a goo? A goo is just, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the oh, that's a brand, I guess, but just yeah. a, um, like a boost of carbohydrate, instant yeah. carbohydrate that generally come in a little um, – like a sachet and it's yeah. that like sticky goo like texture a gel yeah yeah okay. and then um it's like a boost of energy right? it is like yeah and i have sugar and yes so i have that about 20 minutes before the start of the race and then um sometimes i have um like I, I have like cliff blocks, so they're just sort of like cubes of um, like carbohydrate goodness. So I have them during an event, um, if if the event's sort of more than an hour. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. So you can pop them out. That's really easy. Yeah, it's super easy and you just yeah. chew them. Um, they're quite sticky, so you always have to have them with water. But generally, yeah. um, like I wear a hydration vest or in the event, um, in events you can have water along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And then what about, like you say, you don't really have a ritual, but like for the yeah. mind. What do you do? Like if you know like this race you've never been or you have been, yeah. are you saying anything to yourself? Or? Um, I'm just excited. It's just, <laughs> yeah, like it's pure excitement of the yeah. unknown. I, yeah. I love it. I really yeah. thrive off it, Yeah, um, which I think is quite unusual because most people, as I said earlier, um, prefer to know exactly what they're in for. But mm. I, I, I've just always been someone that – it's it's funny because I'm a super organised person. Yeah. Um, so you'd think I'd be the other way around. But yeah. for racing, I'm not. I, I love – Maybe um, that's the beauty of it, the adventure that you love. Yeah, like, and, you I, and I think because I, I don't get particularly nervous, I know that um, sometimes when you do get super nervous, it can run a bit of a muck with your guts and people okay. can have trouble um, – I guess that's saying, you know, you tie your stomach in in knots. Yeah. But like um, physiologically it can actually happen. So yeah. I think I'm always um, quite relaxed because I'm excited. I do have, you know, like the adrenaline, the endorphins yeah. helping me along as well. Yeah. Well, they've proven yeah. like you can take it either way now. It's the same feeling. It's just determined on how if you want to be excited or yes. be in that like fearful mind. And so that's awesome that you're like, I'm pumped. I'm ready. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so Megzi, yeah. you have two trophies and I know that you have many more how come you don't keep your trophies oh um um I yeah I'm I guess I'm a um I'm not a materialistic person. Yeah. I um I just never have been and like for instance my wedding dress, I sold my wedding dress. Um oh. but I still am madly in love with my husband. It's not yeah. that I'm um yeah, it's just that I I feel I don't need um something tangible to um remember or yeah. I, I don't um I, yeah, I don't find trophies for me aren't um they don't inspire me or they don't motivate me. It's just yeah. more um remembering the event or the experience. Yeah, the experience I guess. So uh, yeah, I um I yeah. So uh, you're in France for yeah. the Red Bull 400. Yes. Tell us about that oh, event. Yeah, so I was in I was in France for um a wedding and the Red Bull was in Italy. Yeah. And um what is the event? Oh, the event is um, – it's this crazy event, obviously sponsored by Red Bull. Yeah. And the races are all over Europe. I think they're even in America, maybe in Canada. And it's basically 400 metres um, up a super steep slope. And when yeah. I say super steep, like I'm talking a slope that I've never actually seen 
so steep before. <laughs> so when we arrived at this race, Adam, did you know what you were in for? No, no, <laughs> and thank God I didn't because um, again I was super excited. And um, they they introduce, um, I think they introduce like the top ten sort of seeded athletes at the start of the race. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, so that that was great. So I was just sort of like looking at the big daunting slope. And the slope that I ran up was actually um, where one of the Winter Olympics was held. But you know the like downhill skiing, Eddie the Eagle? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah so, the, the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like the downhill skiing, um, we actually ran up that slope. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it's 400 metres um, in length, but like the vertical gain is quite significant. And yeah. it's um, because it's obviously summer when we ran up it, like there was no snow. No, but it has this like rubbery coating and it's sort of like a um like a spider-man net so you have to like clamber some some of the men actually ran the whole way and managed to stay upright but yeah. I was sort of like keeled over about halfway up um and Italians are amazing like their passion and energy yeah. for um for mountains and just exercise in general is just um phenomenal and you would have been thriving I, I was loving it and the whole way up like they lined the whole ski slope and they're just screaming in Italian at me and they're waving their cat like shaking their cowbells <laughs> Um, it was amazing, but my body has never experienced that amount yeah. of lactic acid before. Oh. And so all the athletes at the top were happy to like run down, but I actually, I couldn't move. So <laughs> I was like holding onto the stair railings, like trying to get down and my legs just, um, yeah, they weren't cooperating at yeah. all, but everyone else was still quite fresh and yeah. So did you win this one? Oh, I did. I did. Yeah. I don't know how, but again, it was my excitement. So I go off so hard and then I was about halfway up and, um, yeah, really, really in a world of pain, but just all the noises and my, my boys and my husband were halfway up and my boys had made little, um, posters of Australian flags and they were cheering and I just sort of kept going and somehow managed to win, um, which was amazing because, um, an Australian had never won that event before and the um, the Europeans (laughs) were so gracious and they were so excited. They had to find like an English speaker to interview me and they had to find the (laughs) national anthem for Australia (laughs) you know but um it was it was the most wonderful experience yeah Yeah. and to do it in Italy as well where there is that passion was super special yeah Yeah. and then going down you like with the lactic acid what happens the next day because like your your legs are like jacked up that day how do you flush that out like because lactic if you don't it it's yeah it builds up yeah Yeah. it, it is so for just uphill events um recovery is normally quite smooth like I don't really have any residual soreness um for the days post the event Mm. but if it's an up and downhill race um that's when your quads I really feel it in my quads so my quads from the race on Saturday like I can still um just feel them oh yeah yeah Yeah. so um I always try and I've never been one to warm up or cool down but in the last few years I realized that it is um it is it is beneficial not so much the warm-up but the the cool down so I um because often after race we jump in the car and like go for a long drive if we've driven to the event and then that's obviously not ideal um so yes I always try and go for a a jog after just to try and like break up the The uh, yeah Yeah. do you do any stretching or anything like that um I used to I used to be big on stretching the foam rolling but I've um let that slide a little bit but I'll try and bring (laughs) it back into my yeah So, um, Megzi, you just yeah. did a, um, a stair race as well, actually, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So you do mountains, you do stairs. Why are you so motivated to go uphill? Um, 
I just find, I just love the challenge. I find it so much harder than running on the flat. Yeah. I don't find running on the flat easy by any means, but I just find there's that extra challenge for yeah. me when I run um, up a slope. And as I said before, the view, like at the top of all the stair races, races there's normally a viewing platform, top of a mountain, you've mm. often got a beautiful view and like that's a pretty amazing. Mm, it's very inspiring yeah, to it get is, there. It is, yeah, so for me, um, that's one of the biggest motivators, I think, is mm. the view. Um, and just the physical challenge because yeah. I am a bit crazy and um, yeah. like the the steeper and the longer the climb, the more excited I get. Oh, really? Yeah. So were you a runner before and then? Uh, yeah, I've always I've always run. Um, yeah, ever since I was a little girl, I loved cross country and um, I did um, athletics. I love middle distance. So I did the four and the 800 yeah. um, and I played a lot of hockey. So yeah, I've always, exercise has always been a big part of my life. Yeah, I read yeah. that you won a um a gold medal in the commonwealth games for um for for hockey Hockey. oh yeah in the junior yeah in the junior commonwealth games um yeah so hockey used to be my main sport yeah and um obviously um like soccer you know or like like most sort of team sports that play on a larger field yeah aerobic and anaerobic fitness is really important so um that would take up a big chunk of our like physical conditioning so with hockey we'd always do a lot of running and hard running you know we'd like we'd I was um much fitter then than I am now I think oh really Yeah, just because um, we used to train, I think, maybe even 10 sessions a week. Um, I used to train with the um, New South Wales Institute of Sport at Homebush and we'd have three weight sessions a week and then I think three stick and ball sessions and then a couple of games. Um, Yeah, so um, yeah, hockey was a huge part of my life. But as I said, I always um, ran along. I always did cross country because hockey always kept me nice and fit. Um, But I loved the hockey. I love team sports. And um, some of my hockey friends are still my dearest friends today, you know, because we spent so much time Time. together um, Mm. for so many years and we'd travel around. Um, you know, we really like lived in each other's pockets and it's yeah. a pretty special, um, yeah, pretty special relationships you form. Yeah. And yeah. do you find that you get that with like the community of when you do these challenges running up mountains, you find more of a community like that? Yeah, or? definitely. Because I sort of look for it because I miss I miss the um, elements of team sports. Yeah. So because running is an in, mainly an individual sport, I, I really thrive off, um, yeah, as you said, the running community and, um, you know, like I'm friends with other runners and especially trail running um is quite a friendly sport because mm. it attracts people that enjoys the great outdoors and mm. um yeah I just um and it's yeah. like a feel good like you've got the endorphins kicking so as soon as yeah. that happens you're like yeah, way yeah, more fun exactly, and friendly exactly and-, and then you like bounce off each other and yeah. I think yeah whenever I train on a treadmill in the gym I, I enjoy that but um I much prefer it just for me it doesn't compare to being out in the great outdoors yeah. me too yeah I love the the breath of, like the fresh air and breathing that in and, and the and sounds the, yeah, yeah the sound the smell sound, it, it makes you feel like you're you're alive like a, yeah, yeah. And, and, and at peace away from other things like yeah definitely I find it quite interesting to be outside yes yeah it's sort of my um form of meditation I find like yeah. when I'm running um in the bush or on trails I just find it yeah um inspiring yeah so you're from orange and orange is like I think 800 and 
53 meters high, right? Yeah, that's so the, the elevation is hugely above everywhere else. Yeah. So you were there and then you moved to Brisbane. How have you found that's affected your training? Well, um, it's funny you say that because, yeah, in, in Orange, the town, it's 800, as you said. Um, and then Mount Canobolis, where we used to do a lot of running, I think that sits at maybe 1,400 meters. Um, is that above? Above sea level. Ooh, yeah, yeah, so a right. couple of weekends ago, that was covered in snow, like really thick snow. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah, so when we moved to Brizzy, my husband and I, my husband runs as well, and we just felt so fit, like running. Um, I <laughs> mean, it's flat. not like, it's not like, I'm not talking like European, like it's not like the Pyrenees and the Alps altitude by any means, but it's still quite a significant change mm. from like 1,400 metres then to sea level here in Brizzy. Yeah. Um, so we just, yeah, Adam and I felt like we were flying. I think I did my fastest time um, at the South Bank Park Run just when we moved here, I yeah. think because I just felt so... Um, what was your time for 5K? Oh, it was um, it was like 1840. Yeah. 1840. 1840. What's yeah. that per K? Oh, oh, no, it's, I think it's like 335 maybe Holy or 340. Smokes. I'm not sure. Flying. Um, but then, but, but we were so excited to move to Brizzy and it was so yeah. sunny and yeah. And yeah. at South Bank Park Run, each week there's like hundreds, you know, 500, 800 members of the community. So it's And that's a, a great run. Oh, it's, it's great be- scenery. and Yeah. 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 So being an orange, tell us about the training. Like how is that, like being up high, how does yeah. that make you a better runner? Um, I think it just, it, it's harder for your body, like physiologically. Mm. Um, it's all to do with like the um, the oxygen um, efficiency and yeah. it's it's obviously harder to run at high altitudes. Mm. As I said, though, I'm not like, you don't go to orange to do altitude training like mm. the professional athletes do. Mm. Um, I think in Australia, they tend to go to Kosciuszko, which actually isn't that much higher than Mount Knobble. Yeah, Yeah, but but living in Orange, you don't actually notice that it is harder. It's not until you um, compete or train somewhere at a lower altitude that you realise how – yeah. So you'd be strengthening your lungs, so you'd be taking in a lot more oxygen. So that's why you're – you feel like you're flying, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, yeah right. So, Megzi, yeah. have you broken any records yet with your races? Um, oh, um, I think I've broken a, a few, um, yeah, a few records. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really, um, you're not in, I'm not really that. into that sort of, yeah, um, like it's a bonus to break a record, but that yeah. um, that doesn't motivate me. Doesn't drive um, you. No. Like I often don't know what the record is before I compete and yeah. then maybe afterwards if I've broken the record, I get told that I've broken the record. I'm not like knowing what the record is and checking constantly during yeah. the race. I, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I do you feel like you'll ever be a professional athlete as in like a mountain runner or? Uh, no. I just um, – I just um, – no, I love I love it, <laughs> yeah. and um, whilst I keep continue loving it, I will continue competing. Yeah, but I um, I think yeah, there's too much else, other stuff, you know, wonderful stuff as well going on in my life that um, yeah. I just feel that you know I, I I'd like to keep that going as well, so that yeah. I don't want to um. I guess give any more time essentially to sport. Yeah, it'd be yeah. like your hobby, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a hobby that um yeah that I, I really enjoy. Um, I mean, I'd love to um if I yeah like part of me would love to pursue it more seriously, but yeah. um but as I said, the sacrifices that I'd have to give up, um, I'm not prepared to give them up. So I'll, yeah, yeah, just 
continue doing so this, starting, my hobby. starting to be a doctor, right? That's right. Why, though? Why? Yeah. Um, because I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm like I'm I'm quite old to be you know no no I'm not but but to like I'm double a lot of the students age um, at my university yeah. so um, I am old in a sense to be going back um, to do medicine and because it is um, like it is such a journey to become a doctor you know mm. the um, it's a lot of university study and then it's a lot of further study once you become you know a junior doctor and so um, but I just yeah I love a good challenge um, yeah. I love working with people I've worked as a neurological nurse um for a lot of years and um I've really enjoyed that but I just feel I've um I'm not quite sure how to articulate it but I just feel I've got I've always had a bit of fire in my belly to um to be a doctor but I don't think I've had the confidence um to, I'd never thought I was sort of clever enough or um, I thought you sort of had to be Einstein. But now yeah. having worked with a lot of doctors and worked in many hospitals, I, I realised that, um, yes, you have to have brains and, you know, you have to have the clinical knowledge. Mm. Um, but there's so much more um, – more, not more important things, but sort of complementary things that, that make a wonderful doctor. Mm. And that I guess my life experience has given me um, – I've spent a lot – our second son was born prematurely, so we spent yeah. a lot of hos- time in hospital with him. And, um, yeah, all those sort of experiences have given me more confidence and um, I – yeah, I just um, – What I'm, area do you think you'll go into? Oh, um, I'm interested in palliative care okay. uh, medicine. I, I, I did a lot of sort of palliative care. I worked with people with Parkinson's. That mm. was my last job for four years and yeah. a lot of um, the people I worked with had advanced Parkinson's disease. So I did yeah. a lot of sort of palliative care nursing in that. Um, and I know it sounds morbid but um, we are all going to die. Like that's probably the one given mm. in life. So I think, um, yeah, to work with people in – um, in their final um, stage of life um, for me is a huge privilege and I think you can make such a big difference. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm really interested in palliative care, also rural medicine because we've lived um, rurally for um, about half of my life. Um, and the other area of medicine is retrieval medicine. So, because I don't have a whole lot of fear, I'd love to um, work in helicopters and be Oh, we yeah, like winch down. Yeah, yeah but um, that yeah, who, who knows? I'll just um, try and enjoy the process as, as much as I can and see see where it takes me. Oh wow! Yeah. And how long will that take you to to ooh, do it? Pursue ooh, it? Ah, uh, it, uh, it about like ten big... years. Yeah, so I've got um, I've got four years at university. Yeah, and then um, a couple of years of junior doctor years in the hospital, and then yeah. it depends on what pathway. Um, I you choose to take there. yeah so it's it's a it's a huge commitment and um in my mind I'm sort of seeing it as a marathon you know yeah. like I'm trying not to peak too early yeah I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> going too hard <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah. it's um yeah it's a it's a long long journey so yeah, yeah. Right. so Megzi tell us your advice for everyone listening yeah that they want to go into a race and yeah. they maybe feel a little bit nervous about it what's your advice oh my advice is um because I know when I've done it I've been yeah. like oh my god I need to do a nervous wee and then I'm like overthinking it yeah my advice is that um don't let the nerves deter you just because you're feeling really nervous or really anxious um try not to um to to pull out of the event you know before it starts or try not to pull out of the event during the event mm. um but um I just think um nerves are not necessarily a bad thing they can work in your favor um and 
If you are super nervous, it's always great to try and find a buddy um, that you can do some training with and you can set your goals together and pick the same sort of goal race or aim race. Um, And then it's more of a like journey that you can share together and you can like egg each other on. And if one of you are having a sort of semi-lazy day, the other one can, you know, give you the, yeah, exactly. Um, But I just think, yeah, the amount of joy that um, exercise gives me, um, I would love for so many people to like, jump on that bandwagon and um experience it for themselves yeah 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 that energy that you get from especially running like I'm only brand new to running and I think it's so different to being in the gym like when I was in the gym I felt good and I was like oh yeah but then running it's like I feel free or something like it's just totally different yeah it is different isn't it it's um I'm not sure if it's because of the the you you have more of an endorphin release with running Mm. um but yeah to me if I run early in the morning it Mm. sets me up for the whole day and my whole day is far more productive than if I don't Mm. run I can just think more clearly um yeah it's it's difficult to describe but um but yeah but I I, and I just think particularly for me now having children I Mm. love um I love being a role model for the boys in the yeah. sense that um, I love that they see running and exercise as a really normal thing to do. Like we mm. walk to school every day and to them that's just really normal mm. um, and for them to run is a really like pleasurable thing and I love that. Yeah. yeah I think especially kids these days with childhood obesity rates increasing um, and obviously the use of technology is um, skyrocketing. So I yeah. think, yeah, getting the kids um, moving and outdoors as much as possible yeah becoming habit like yeah. not I have to do yeah, this. exactly or something that if they do then they get a reward at the end mm. yeah I think it should just be something that kids should um you know look forward to and it should be a, a treat for them to actually move their bodies mm, like yeah. eating like you get excited about a certain meal yeah, exactly and, yeah I yeah. totally agree yeah and I guess if we put that in place a little bit more then we wouldn't have so much of the obesity yes yeah. Among other things. Among other things. <laughs> I think it's a very complex um, health issue. But, yeah, I certainly, agree. yeah. Mm. Well, Megzi, it's been so beautiful having you on the podcast. <laughs> thanks for having me on the show. So thanks for sharing everything about you. And um, I'll post about your um, race details below so they can all check you out. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jacinta. Thanks so much for your support, guys. If you're listening to the podcast, please leave me a five-star written review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe so you can keep up to date with these incredible stories. If you're not on YouTube, jump on over so you can see this week's episode of the Fearless Challenge.